Welcome to Chads by Christ. I'm Charlie. I'm Sean. Well, back to back to the paycheck grind. Desh, the holidays are over. And well, you're back at work. I go back to work the day after this recording. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling, Desh? I'm very sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we must work. And yeah, we must be purposeful. But when you've had a break, it's very sad. It's interesting how different holidays feel when you're in school or uni to when you're working. Yeah. Like this 10 days felt like so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. dang. These, like these it, felt, it felt like the three, it felt like three months that we had, like after uni finished. It really does. Man. Crazy. That was, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm assuming you're also not looking forward to going back to work. <laughs> no. I got to. I was, I was whining about $70 petrol last week, and that's that's going to kick up again. I gotta, <laughs> every week, I got to pump petrol, 70 bucks a tank. Uh, you go through a full tank a week? Uh, just about, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's like, I have like maybe a quarter or like a sixth of a tank left at the end of that's a commute. That's brutal. Yeah. And plus yeah. like extra driving I do for social whatever. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, enough, enough sad news. <laughs> um, yeah, have you been otherwise? What have you been up to? Tell us honestly, about your holiday break. I mean, sort of chatted about it last week, but mm. um, since then, I still haven't bought shoes. Um, <laughs> I I thought I had an opportunity to today because mm. I went to the shops to get to do some errands. Um, yeah and you know i was like oh you know if i'm feeling it if i have time i'll yeah. sus uh, yeah. i'll sus bets the shoe shop that i normally go to what kind of shoes are you looking for like are you looking for shoe like just like 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 are you looking for something like you have now like similar to something you have now or yeah like it'll fill the same role like it's that smart <laughs> like my general smart casual cause... it'll fill the same role to be shoes <laughs> Well, yeah, like to be to be fashion shoes that look good and aren't my runners that are comfy and good for my feet. Yeah, yeah. Ortho, what's the word? They work good with Orth- the orthotics, so my feet don't hurt. But orthopedic, yeah, yeah. Fashion requires sacrifice, I suppose. Um, Surely yeah, I wanted you can to find something that like you can fit the ortho. Like it, it's an insole, right? Yeah, no, but like my runners have like a proper sole with like extra support. Ah, I see. And it's I see. better. Whereas yeah, even yeah, if yeah. I put the insole in, like I still get foot pain if I have to like walk and stuff. Join the RM club, man. But money, I gotta go yeah, back to no, work honestly, for that. <laughs> honestly, even if I didn't have those vouchers, I don't think I would have purchased a pair of RMs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are they are pricey. Mm. Allegedly, they're worth it though, because craftsmanship and what have you. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, point is, point is, I wanted. I was thinking of going into the shoe shop, and I stump up to the door, and it's closed, and there's a sign saying, uh, "We'll be back in one hour." And I'm like, "I'm, <laughs> I'm done. not waiting an hour. <laughs> I'm not waiting. I'm going home." So I went home. Yeah. Sad, sad life. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe next time you can challenge the shoe. Yeah, the unbreakable wall of buying shoes. Yeah. First world problems, I guess. Hmm. Um. But how about you? How was your holidays? Anything happened nice? Anything cool happened since last week? Since we spoke? Um, nothing crazy. I think 
What did I do? Yeah, I didn't really do much over the weekend. It's sort of chilled. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a relaxing break, I think. I've had a lot more free time than I usually do, just to sort of rest, which has been nice. That's good. But it's also been busy, and it's ways as well, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the beach trip, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was, yeah. I dug a hole. That was fun. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if our viewers can relate. I'm sure we have a fair population of male viewers. When you go I to the beach, know. do you feel compelled to dig a hole in the sand? Uh, I'll make I'll make it a uh, I'll make it a poll in the yeah. thing. Remind me. Yeah. Take a, take a note. Um, yeah. Do you dig holes at the beach? Yeah. Uh, Maybe yeah. I shouldn't There's... because we are doing a serious topic today. Um, this is a serious topic. Yeah. This is a serious. I uh, don't. I'm not going to do a poll. Uh, but write in chadsbychrist at gmail.com <laughs> or DM our Instagram. Do you dig holes? At, do you want to dig a hole at the beach? Yes. We, it was fun. Um, yeah. But serious topic. Um, yeah. We want, since it's, you know, the first, is it the first episode of the new year? Well, no, it's not. Is it, no, it's not the first episode of the new year. That sucks. But um, very close to it. This was supposed to be the, the first year. episode of the new year. Um, first yeah. working week of the new year. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. Um, for the two of us. We wanted to do, a, do another first, you know, like how we started uh, our podcast. And we decided to look at the first commandment. And eventually we'll look at all the commandments. We won't do like a strict series. We'll space them out with other topics, but we will get to all of them in due time. Mm. But yeah, today we want to talk about uh, commandment number one. And commandment number one, properly, is I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a graven image, or, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. And that's from Exodus chapter 20, verses 2 to 5. Mm -hmm. um, so, Desh, you've got a nice book catechism. I don't because I, I am not a good Catholic, I guess. I'm, I'm, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't but, say that. It is nice having the solid form, but like it, it's essentially just the same as like using the internet to access the catechism. Yeah, it's... It's all the same. Well, yeah, like it's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> it is all the same. This isn't Bible translations. Um, yeah. But in the catechism, the catechism gets really dense into the, yeah. into the commandments because, like, they sort of use the commandments as the basis for all of the moral, like, all of morality. So they structure right. yeah. all of morality around the commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's like that huge block. Like in particular for the first commandment, right? Yeah, the first commandment's really dense, and there's a lot of stuff in there that, like, like if you look at, uh, so in my catechism in particular, uh, I got the numbers down. If you want the paragraph numbers, yeah, I think it was like 2084. Was it where it starts? Yeah, yeah, that's where it starts. Roughly where it starts. I think there's like 2084. Oh yeah, so it's separated as uh, Article One, the First Commandment, and then it's got the commandment there. 
Um, and then it goes into something that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later on. So it goes into like how it revolves around like the theological virtues. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I sort of skimmed over um, that section actually. Mm, again, mm. It's really dense. It is. It is. Um, it goes into a lot like, um, uh, yeah, the theological virtues and then, uh, and then it goes, wait, hang on. After 2084, doesn't the second commandment start at 2095? Um, Hmm, hang on. 2000. Let me just get my online catechism. Because I swear, like, second command. No, because the second commandment is 2142. So 2141 is the end. So it's it's broken up the first. Sorry. Yeah, it's broken up the first commandment into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I get this confused myself. Like, I think some of us will say, ah, the first commandment is, I am the Lord your God. You have no other mm-hmm. gods before me. And then commandment two is uh, don't make graven images. They literally have in like catechism at the end, like in brief at the end, so it like summarizes the whole thing for you. Mm. <laughs> sort of, yeah. The in briefs are great. Um, but yeah, yeah, so like I get, I get that confused with like, ah, oh, um, the graven images one is a commandment onto itself, but it's not. It's a part of yeah. the first commandment. And then the second commandment is uh, to not take the Lord's name in vain. That's right, that's right, yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So, where, where shall we start? I guess we'll start with the obvious. We'll, I guess we can just, like, work, walk through the work commandment through it. itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, like, you know, I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me. Um, hopefully, is self-explanatory. Like, religion-wise, like, th- there is only one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, be christian if you want to be ecumenical um you can't like but what this also means is like don't mix and match and that includes mm. practices too like yeah oh uh i like uh the just as an example i'm not like poking at anything like let's say oh i like meditations from buddhism no don't don't do that yeah because that like is a that's a form of like another spiritual practice it's a form of uh taking on another god mm-hmm. um so like generally like I've, I've sort of like wrote down my opinions so these are my opinions mm. grains of salt and everything um my general rule with this is like stay within what's in the creeds the apostles mm-hmm. Creed, the nicene creed yep um and then anything that's like anything that has any sort of spirituality that's not within the creed uh pay attention exercise caution and like make sure that it's all on the up and up. Yeah. Um I've also got a pretty important thing to talk about in the Catholic sense in my notes, which is about the saints. Mm-hmm. Because yep. uh Catholics can get accused of like worshipping the saints, praying to the saints. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh you guys go to the saints and you say that, you know, like oh Saint Anthony has the power to find lost things. It's like, aren't yeah. you treating him as another god? Mm. Um, you, we can. Like, members, some of us Catholics can do this and get this wrong. But the intent and the reality is that the saints aren't, like, powerful entities in and of themselves. They are just conduits or channels. Or Their realize. strength also comes from God, much yeah. the same as us. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, like, 
Like yeah. on Earth, like we know of people who like can pray for us, mm-hmm. and we know of people who carry out miracles with God's power on Earth. In the Bible, we've got like the the prophets, the apostles, Moses. He's a great example of this. Mm. Where he, you know, like Moses splits the sea in half, but it's God's power that does this. Yep. Um, and so it's the same with the saints. Like they are alive yeah. in heaven. God is God of the living, not the dead. Yeah. And so we can ask them to pray for us, just as we'd ask, you know, our human friends to pray for us. Like the human, they're all human. Uh, we'll yeah, definitely. Like, earthly, yeah. Earth, yeah. <laughs> Earthbound. Yes, that's a good word. Yeah. Interesting that you bring up Moses. Sorry to jump in, mm-hmm. um, but I just talked about something that we talked about in a previous episode. Um, do you know? Um, where we talked about, well, this was specifically in regards to magic we talked about, where Moses um, conjures up the serpents um, in order to consume the ones that were made by the magicians of the Pharaoh's Uh, court. Yeah, yep. Um, Like, I guess that's a good sort of contrast. Like, Moses' power is stated um, in in that um, passage um, of the Bible that it comes directly from God. Whereas, uh, you know, like the power that comes, like the the so-called power that comes from uh, those magicians is, I'm stumbling, sorry. Like it's it's not from God and therefore it it, it cannot, like, it it cannot attest to the power of God. Mm, Yeah, that actually like ties in real nicely to another point I've got in my notes, Mm. which is... As far as, like, not having other gods before God and, like, entrusting, you know, God with your worship and your life, Mm. uh, magic, witchcraft, fortune-telling, lucky charms, the occult, like, this all is covered under this commandment as well and is bad. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Um, The simple answer is that... um, The simple reason not to is, first of all, like... Like Desh was saying, like the power of God is the dominant. Is like you know, like the power of God is the like God is the sovereign. Yeah, and that's so, right. You know, and because God is the sovereign, His power can overpower uh, the other types of magic, like with the snakes in Exodus. Mm-hmm. And so we, as subjects of the sovereign, like we ought to leave the dominion of nature and the supernatural yeah, to God, the sovereign. Right. So, like, we shouldn't, like, the thing with witchcraft and fortune-telling and all these occult things is that they try to give us an element of control over the supernatural. And that, in and of itself, that grasping for control is a putting of ourselves in the place of God. Even, like, astrology. Yep. Um, Like, I feel like the problem with astrology is that it takes away from the individualism of a person. Mm, like it yeah. tries to like group all these people into you know these different star signs and whatnot um and it's supposed to you know be like individual to you but it's not because you know like mm. a, like another person could theoretically have the same you know things as you and like it, i guess it takes away from you know the fact that god made it us all to be you know individual like people like we all come from god but he made mm. us all to be you know different yeah they're all individual and unique, and this mm. sort of categorization does reduce a person to a later. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it's sort before of like, you. Sorry, go on. 
Sorry, uh, just to finish, like, I, I was going to say that it sort of make, makes everything that can be on Earth, so it sort of, like, almost makes it predictable in a sense. I don't know if you hear what I mean. Instead of, like... Yeah, like, I think I think it ties into what I, I was about to say, which is that ast- uh, astrology then becomes, like, a framework for fortune-telling. And predicting yeah, exactly. the future and predicting right. things that... Th- things that ought to be left in the hands of God. Right, like again, it's, not- it's that idea of control. Use like everyone wants to know what's going to happen, but that knowledge is for God, yeah, to bestow as He sees fit. It's not for yeah. us to take. Exactly, um, only God knows the future. Hmm. So that's the first reason to not deal with. Uh, I'll just call it all the occult, just to save time. Um, that the first reason not to deal with the occult is the prime reason, which is you know God is the sovereign leave the dominion of the world to God. Yep. The second reason, and the more immediate reason, is any power that isn't of God only has one other... There's only one other source of supernatural power that isn't God, and that's demons, the devil. Yep. And so any, any sort of supernatural power... Well, yeah, no, like that's true. Like It's demons. Anything that isn't of God is of, is of the enemy. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It all stems from that. And so, even even if it has a benign outcome now, or however many times you do it, you are like exposing yourself to grave danger by dabbling with these things. Um, And so, sorry, just yeah, like these powers have ways of sort of almost like like. Satan has almost ways of making you think that he is the same power as God. Um, like, I know mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, um, like fortune-telling, like, I've heard a lot that, um, you know, they use knowledge of the past in order to make you think that they can tell, like, like tell, they'll think you, they'll, like, they'll tell, the fortune-teller, for example, might tell you things about your past in order to make you believe that they can predict your future. Mm. But like again, like the past, like Satan might have access to you know things that happened in the past, but only God can know the future. Mm. Sorry, not to bring it back to fortune telling again, but just like sort of an example of how you know, like how they might sort of try and use those like supernatural powers like in that light. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I yeah, probably exactly. I, I, I might have explained it in a shoddy way. <laughs> hmm. No, no, like I'm not saying like yeah, you did, but like no, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, that makes me think of like a whole other tack we can take with this stuff, which is mm-hmm. there's the, there's an objection like oh, it actually like doesn't mean anything. It's harmless. What's the problem? Because like ah, oh, it's all just like hoo ha and fluff. Yeah. At that point, like, why? Why? Yeah, exactly. What's the point? You know, exactly. the, re- the reason I thought of this was, you know, you're talking about how fortune tellers, to harp on that point, like they can mm. talk about your past. Mm. There is a thing called um, cold reading, I think, mm-hmm. where like these fortune tellers can like, they can like gauge, they can like make statements that are vague enough to be relatable. Yeah, yeah. With like minimal basis of just like common human experience. And then the yeah. schmuck. That's mean. But, like, the guy, the person who's, like, buying into this, hears these vague statements that kind of 
that are relatable because it's relatable to everyone. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, he knows his stuff. He's on it. And it's like, no, he's not. He's a con artist. Yeah. So there's a third reason. Even if it isn't like actually powerful, you're being scammed. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I thought I lost you for yeah. a sec there. No, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Like I, I guess the message is that all that kind of occult stuff ties in together. Mm. And yeah, it's just easier in general to not easier, like you should in general to stay away from all of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't dabble with it. Yeah, yeah. Play it play it safe. Like you you're not really gonna lose anything by not dealing with any of this stuff. Mm. Exactly. You might lose your soul if you do. Oof. Uh, Oof. <laughs> I'm put that in a quote book. Uh, uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but okay. Um, yeah, so there's, there's Powers of Control Witchcraft. Um, again, scrolling through my notes, um, with the, again, like focusing on like putting everything to God. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned other religions. This also covers stuff like atheism and agnosticism. Even though it's like, oh, we're not, we don't have a god, so we're not taking other gods. Um, yes, but you're also not... First of all, you're not taking the Lord your god as your god. Mm. Second of all, um, this might be an in-depth discussion for another time, but you can argue that the god of atheism is yourself. Because mm. you become the like arbiter of morality and everything. Like, you, you become... Like, in atheism, you become the end goal because there isn't anything else, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you're um, in control of yourself, in essence. Like, you don't really believe in, like, a divine will. Like, you just believe in, you carve your own will. Yeah, control, control isn't quite the right word, because even under God, like, we have free will. We are in control of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, like not free will is in like not choose God, but I digress. Yeah, Um, I think I think the thing of like atheism, like you being your own God in atheism, ties into my next point, which is that you can make something else in this world the aim and end goal of your entire life. Mm -hmm. Last episode, we were talking about consumerism, materialism. Yeah, so stuff like money and fame can also become other gods, quote-unquote. Yeah. And then, like, these other gods take the place of the actual god as, like, the thing we focus our lives towards. Yeah, that's right. Um, And so with the god of atheism being yourself, like, it either just becomes money or fame, because humans, people be people, like, that's what they focus on, especially in this culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it becomes... Or, like, money and fame become, like, an end to the optimization of yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there's different ways in which yourself, quote-unquote, be- can become the end goal of your own life, because it can be yeah. maximizing yeah. pleasure, maximizing uh, fame, maximizing approval. And so you might not, like, chase alcohol because it's socially unacceptable, but you've still made a god of social acceptance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, like I guess at the end of it, it's like all idolatry of like yourself. Like it's a 
like it's sort of promoting like a self-centered culture, right? Like mm. where like people are almost like tempted to prioritize like their own desires or like their ambitions, their self-image over like over a commitment to like God in essence. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to I'm sort of snagged on maybe like a bit of overactive empathy or something but like there is such a thing as a virtuous atheist you know um, mm, can you elaborate I'm trying to find the words like in the it? sense that um, like like, I'm, like are you looking like, at it from the perspective of like a mortal sin like you know where, where like 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 the two like the three aspects of a mortal sin so mm. you first need to know that it's a grave action and then you need to have full knowledge that it is of a grave matter and that it is wrong like is that sort of where you're coming from sort of yeah i guess i just feel bad for the idea that like people who reject the church because of stuff like scandal like people who reject ah, the church because see. of stuff like scandal like would that hamper their full knowledge or full consent of the mortal sin of uh, apostasy or atheism? Um, I think if they were already part of the church and then they left due to that scandal, it probably would be in full knowledge that they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they weren't already a part, like if they didn't already have you know, the knowledge of the Catholic Church and that belief in their heart, then it wouldn't necessarily be falling under that bracket, if that makes sense. Like, that, then, you know, if they've never known what the church teaches, then they can't really have full knowledge, right? Whereas, for example, well, yeah, if someone were like, to leave the Catholic Church due to, like, you know, scandal or, you know, maybe something that they don't particularly agree with, then it would fall under the bracket of they had the knowledge and they chose to leave anyway. Hmm, yeah. Like, my thinking is that the scandal in and of itself uh, hamstrings the knowledge of the gravity just by the bad example that it gives. Um, but those, oh, are all, those are all questions for the Lord, really. Like, he's yeah, the one who reads yeah. hearts and sure. he's the judge of actions. Um, I think it's all about intent. Yeah, look, any, any atheist, agnostic, any, like, any listeners to this podcast of different religions, like, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just mm. stating, like, the blunts. I'm just stating, like, the blunt... Uh, this letter of the law. Is. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, this is what we believe. This is... This is the rules. The rules. Um, and, yeah. like, you ought to follow the rules as best you can. If you are of a different religion, I'd like you to convert. That's a journey, obviously. Um, mm. Because at the end of the day, like... What we're talking about is, like, the standard way to get to heaven. Um, yeah. Now, we can argue of, like, the exceptions and the special cases, but I'm not special, so yeah. I gotta do this. Um, if you think you're special, then good luck to you, I suppose. I hope it works out for you. That's also yeah. harsh, I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> eh. Dash, help, you're better at this than I am. Well, am I there? <laughs> I think Charlie's, like, I, I think you're on the road. Like, I, I think I get what you're saying, like, um yeah i'm also <laughs> stumbling for words again yeah. i think if you sort of un like you know if you are from you know 
another faith background or another religion background and you're sort of relating to like you know what we're saying there are also resources that can definitely help in regards to learning a bit more mm-hmm. yep. um there's plenty of like online resources uh like uh i know like there's um definitely like companies like well not companies but ministries such as attention presents um yep. that make really good content on all of this stuff that we <laughs> explain it 10 times better than we yeah folk can. yep, yep. <laughs> Ascension Press, um, uh, Catholic Answers, they're good. Yeah, Catholic Answers. If you're really considering like converting to the faith, that's fantastic. Um, the RCIA program is definitely your best bet because that is like a direct road um, to then getting baptized and entering the Catholic Church officially. Yep, that's a that's yeah. a requirement for adult baptism. Yeah, the RCIA. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, RCIA means Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and that involves like a series. How long is it? Uh six. I six. I don't. I don't know. I was a baby, so I got to skip all of that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. So, oh, uh, the usual length of preparation is one to two years. However, this time commitment might be shorter for those who have already been baptized and are seeking full communion in the Catholic Church. Okay, okay. so like. If you have already been baptized, then you can also come back to the church using RCIA, and then obviously the program is a little bit shorter. Yep. So it just fast tracks you into communion confirmation, I'm assuming. I think a year is probably like six months to a year is like the official timeline. I think I think two years is like a bit longer it than sounds normal. Sounds extensive. Yeah. Like one yeah. one year is a good benchmark. One year is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what I was saying was. RCIA is involves one year of um, mm. learning about the faith, yep. learning about everything we're talking about from resources that are hopefully better than what we're saying. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Desh is pretty smart, but I'm just a schmuck, and I'm not the best at this Catholicism stuff anyway. Yep. Really, like, I'm, I'm here doing this podcast so I can learn, and hopefully you can learn with me. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm learning from you. Cute well, Spider-Man I... meme with like all three of them pointing at each other. Yeah. Make that the make that the post for that. No, <laughs> that wouldn't work. But um, look, yeah, like I'm I'm glad you're learning from me. That they appreciate that, and I'm learning from you. So that that's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, like you're smart, Dash. I'm learning from Thanks, you. Man. Anyway, all right. Yeah, weird mushrooms Where... aside. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, where are we up to? So, um, do we talk about the, the virtues yet? Should we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. This will be yeah. more you because I again I skimmed it. Went straight. Yeah, the, like I didn't do a whole a lot of looking into it, but um, like the catechism does sort of have a section where they talk specifically about those virtues. Mm. Um, so that's faith, like the theological virtues. So that's faith, faith, hope, and charity. Yep. Um, so they talk. Um, faith is sort of obvious, like you know. Um, faith is the foundation of the first commandment you know you have to truly believe in the one god um as declared in the commandment um, like that alone in its own is an act of faith um mm-hmm. and like the faith goes like merely beyond just like a like intellectual acknowledgement like it involves essentially leaving your whole life up to god like you know when people say leave it up to god uh like you know that they're they're saying whatever happens um, is part of God's will, and they sort of, you know, mm. they make themselves content with that. Like that's sort of what that means. 
mm-hmm. to let lords that let the lords will be done, acknowledging his existence, power, and authority over us. Yep. Um. Then you've got hope. Hang on. Before yep. before we go to hope, I just want to jump in a bit. Yeah. I think just skimming through this, um, catechism also talks about stuff like incredulity, heresy, apostasy, and schism. You're right. Um, yeah. So Desh was saying like. It's not just intellectual assent, uh, but the mm. virtue of faith is also very strongly associated with walking the walk rather than talking the talk. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you say you believe in God, you say you believe in Jesus, you say you believe that he's sovereign and that um, you believe in his law and everything. That means you actually have to do it. Mm. Um, and so, so heresy is like a denial of some form of the truth. Which is like a yeah. type of not walking the walk. Like, oh, you know, I say I believe in Jesus, but then, you know, here's this thing about him that I don't like, and I'm going to preach uh, against it. Yeah. Um, it's an apostasy is like walking away from the faith entirely. Uh, schism. Schism's an interesting one because schism is uh, basically like oh, not yeah. submitting to the authority of the Pope. Yeah. Um, so the the Pope is a whole other topic, but yeah. uh, the main reason it's included under this first commandment is because God instituted St. Peter as mm. the rock on which the church is founded. Yep. St. Peter was the first Pope, and every Pope afterwards um, succeeds from Peter and so carries that authority. Apostolic um, tradition? Uh, yeah, succession. Succession, sorry. Yes. Yeah, that's the word. Um, so that's why, like, you might sometimes in maybe more traditional, I don't know, I don't actually know, uh, but, like, sometimes you'll hear, like, Catholic uh, authors or media or something, they'll talk about, like, the chair of Peter. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that's the, the chair of the Pope. So the Pope sits on the chair of Peter because it's the Pope who carries Peter's authority. Um, mm-hmm. And Peter carries, you know, the keys of the kingdom and all of that stuff. What he binds on earth is bound in heaven. What he looses on earth is loosed in heaven, so on and so forth. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's about, say, so yeah, faith covers obedience to God and to those that God has given authority, which is the Pope. Yeah. Yeah. And the bishops. And, yeah. Yeah, spot on. Anyway, so... Yeah, sorry to cut in, but we'll move on to Hope. Dish. Yeah, uh, Hope. Um, and yeah, feel free to jump in again um, mm-hmm. if you feel that I miss something. Uh, so then Hope is um, basically the first commandment invites its believers to place their ultimate hope in God. Well, not so much an invitation as, again, an obligation, like to place your ultimate hope in God alone. Um, no, so we, then... We, we can choose not to at our, de- that's at true. our own risk. That's- it, it okay, is an invitation. Sure. It is an invitation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but then I guess, like, when in saying that, like, invitation, like, you need, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, never, never mind. <laughs> anyway, we're invited yeah, so. to choose life and not death. <laughs> so it's an obligation yeah. if we want to choose life. Like, if we want to live, we're obliged to do this. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. <laughs> that sounds good. Anyway, so yeah, um, this hope extends beyond like the immediate circumstances of life, but pretty much exactly what you just said. 
um, and points towards um, rather the fulfillment of God's promises. So basically, that's what we should be looking forward to. That's what we should be putting our hope in. Um, And by recognizing God as the true source of hope, um, individuals find assurance and confidence um, in his providence and salvation. Uh, I think that's sort of everything. And then, you know, sort of like it does talk a little bit uh, sort of about despair, um, uh, you know, in in man's time of despair. Yeah. And presumption. Um, Yeah. So to sum those up, despair is giving up on uh, your salvation mm-hmm. and assuming that you're too far gone for God to save you, which isn't true if you have the capacity to repent. Mm. Like, you're only too far gone if you commit to despair and give up, or if you die unrepentant. So, like, don't don't give up. You can, you can turn it around. Um, we, you know, Catholics believe, like, you go to the sacrament of confession, you make a proper and good and honest confession, and your sins yep. are wiped away. Then you you started fresh and you're clean, essentially. There so are many examples of saints that were in the pits of despair and they brought themselves back to the church through the will of God. Mm. Um, um, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite saints, was like in sin, like lived her entire life in sin, um, and then spent like the equivalent amount of time repenting of that sin. Mm. So, you know, not to say that it's easy to repent, but you can do it. Definitely. And God wants you to do it, and he will help you. He'll give you grace. Yeah. Like, he'll assist you in this. You just have to turn to him and ask. Yeah. Uh, so that's despair. That's don't despair, do it. yeah. Look, all these sins, don't do it. Um, the second sin is presumption, which is, like, the opposite, where it's, you think yeah. you're, you think you're in the good books, you think you're top, tippy-top, Top dog, you don't need God to help you for salvation, which is also bad. Don't do it. Yeah, definitely. You need, you need God, and it's okay to need God. If you feel bad about needing God, then that's pride. That's bad. Um, so yeah, don't do either of those. Just hope in God and trust in God. Yeah. Charity. 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 Um. Or, or love, um, so that's the pinnacle of the theological virtues, mm-hmm. um, and um, it essentially calls for um, charity. Um, like it, it should surpass all other attachments. So you should love God beyond all other earthly attachments. Yep. Um, so we need to love God with um, all of one's heart, soul, and mind. Um, and our strength, um, and this is what Jesus confirmed in the gospel as well, in the gospel of Mark. Um, so that's in chapter 12, verse 30. I'd like to just... Sorry, drop my mic there. All right. Oops. Give me one second. Okay. I'll waffle until then. Uh, charity, yeah? Yeah, charity. Yeah, so... You were saying that we have to love God above everything else. Yep. And we have to love uh, our fellow creatures for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds, that can sound rough, you know? Like, wouldn't you want to love my fellow man for his own sake? Mm. Um, the answer is yes. Kinda. Uh, where's, where's that mean? Well, yes, but actually no. <laughs> it's basically that. Um I, look, I can't fully explain it, 
but the things that sort of come to mind for me are that gospel passage where the Lord says, like, as you do to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. Yeah. Um, so to rec- you know, the recognition that God is in our fellow person. Yeah, yeah. Means that we love our fellow person to love God. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a tricky one. Like, definitely grains of salt with everything I just said there. Yeah, definitely. Um, they, you know, Ascension, Press, and Catholic Answers, and the people who are better than me. The smart people. Yeah, the smart people will explain this better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's some uh, like like charity um, pretty yeah. well. Um, like this is uh, it's a love that ex- it, it's expressed through obedience, worship, um, and above all, a desire to seek God's will um, above mm. anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sins against charity that this catechism I'm looking at lists. Um, I might just condense them all into one, mm-hmm. not one sin, but like the general gist of all of this, all of these sins that like all these, the thing that all these sins have in common, just because I'm mindful of time, we are running a bit long. Um, all these offenses against charity that are listed here are like um, offenses against like appreciating God's love. Um and so it says like stuff like indifference where you don't think about it, ingratitude where you're not grateful, lukewarmness where you don't have like uh, where you're negligent in responding to love or the call to mm-hmm. love. Uh, acedia is similar, but it's more specifically a refusal of the happiness that comes with charity. And then hatred of God is the worst one, which is hatred. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, you covered that pretty well. Like, I guess they're all sins that, like, they prevent us from loving God to the fullest of our ability, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're an obstacle in the way of that love. Yeah. I've heard it described as, like, I think, was it, I think it's like the word for sin means missing the mark or something like that. Or like, the Greek word or something. Mm. Um. I could be wrong, but there's that, that like that idea of like you know to sin is to fall short of what we're called to mm-hmm. do to miss the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the goal is God. The goal is heaven. Yeah, and so um, to do things that move us away from that goal. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That's like the cliff. De- that's like the short definition of sin. Yes, huh? Um, I'd pull out, I'd find the quote by C.S. Lewis because he explains it really nicely, but I don't have time. But he yeah, sort of describes it as like it. any action yeah. like changes the sort of person we are. And so, like, the virtues mm-hmm. make us holier, sins make mm-hmm. us unholier, basically. And yeah, so right. We want to be mindful to pursue, we want to be mindful to, like, you know, think of the person we want to be. Yeah. And if it, we ideally we want to be like holy virtuous people and we act in ways that dispose us to that mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah that's the virtues I think overall otherwise yeah that felt like a tangent I mean like it's all it's all covered in this first commandment because it yeah. all like the theological virtues all relate to how we view God and how we react to God yeah exactly how we respond to God so like it all, it's all there 
It's all part of it. Um, yeah. Look, we, we're not going to do this justice in this episode. Like we've no, definitely not. We're like we're kind of like we're almost out of time, and yeah. we haven't even spoken about graven images. So let's yeah. talk about graven images. Let's do that because Catholics, especially, like we get accused of this all the time because mm. we have statues, we have crucifixes, we have pictures of saints. Yeah, I call like ah. Uh, you're making images. Don't make yeah. images. Um, yeah. Worshipping a graven image is not the same as using an image as an aid for religious practice. This is in the Bible, Numbers 21, verses 1 to 9, where uh, the Israelites get bitten by snakes, and the Lord tells Moses to make the bronze serpent and lift it up, and anyone who looks at the serpent gets healed. So. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, the making of images in and of itself is not sin. But you need to treat these images with caution and with the correct intention. Because right. in, in, the, in Second Kings, I found this out just like... I was looking for something else in the Bible, and I found this in Second Kings. Mm. Uh, chapter 18, verse 4. Let me, let me pull it up, actually, so I can read it properly. Uh, Bible search to Kings eighteen four. So this is talking about uh, King Hezekiah and how he's such a cool dude. And this is mm-hmm. long after the time of Moses. He removed the high places, broke the pillars, and cut down the Asherah. And he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. For until those days, the sons of Israel had burned incense to it, and it was called Nehushtan. So. Basically, at the time of Numbers, making this bronze serpent and looking to this bronze serpent for healing was fine. It was good. But the people being people made a god out of it and they started worshipping it, worshipping this bronze serpent and treating it like its own deity and not as a conduit for God's power. And so because this bronze serpent became an idol... It is rightfully destroyed. Um, my notes here, like, I think it's Father Mike Schmitz. Right? We love Father Mike Schmitz. He's, he's cool. Um, he's from Ascension Press. So go, go to Ascension Press. Find Father Mike. He'll, he'll get you on the right track. Yeah. Um, I think he says, like, the way we can look at icons and statues is uh, similar to, like, how we'd look at photos of our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think of like the soldier fighting in a battle overseas and he has a picture of his wife in his necklace or his wallet or whatever. Um, so the picture reminds him of his wife and he can use the picture as a proxy for his affection. You know, like he'll kiss the photo to like be affectionate to his wife because he can't actually be affectionate to his wife. Mm-hmm. The important thing to remember is that the photo is not his wife. We cannot treat the photo like our wives. And so we can't treat the icon or the statue like an entity or a, or a thing in and of itself. It is a reminder. It is a proxy. It is... Uh, like, it's not a deity. It's a vessel. It, it's not even a vessel. It is a <laughs> lump of metal or, like, paper or wood or whatever. Well, as in, like, 
when I say vessel, as in like you use it to like what what is a vessel? A vessel is like a means to an end, right? Yeah, it, it's a vessel for our worship. worship. Yeah, 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 it is not a vessel it's not, for. Uh, it's not a vessel of worship. <laughs> like it's, it's a vessel for. We we use it for our worship to God. Mm. We do not treat the thing as God. It's, yeah, that's the that's the key that's distinction, the distinction. Yeah. that like always gets that gets confused uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the Old Testament has this sort of confusion in a lot of places. Uh, Daniel chapter fourteen is a story of uh, Daniel, a Chad, and the priests of Bel where mm-hmm. the Babylonians had this deity called Bel, there was a statue. And they claimed Bel was a living god because it ate the food offerings that were left for it. And then you keep reading and it turns out that it was actually the priests eating the offerings when no one was looking. Yeah. And the statue is just a statue. It doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So there's my graven image rant. It's, it's just mm-hmm. an image. It just points That's us... It. It's yeah. It yeah. reminds us. It's a reminder. It's it's yeah. Like it helps us to think. Like for example, even like the saints. Like you know, we have all these images and you know statues and things of the saints. Like mm-hmm. it reminds us of who they were, and that they were like once earthly beings as well. Um, that way, would have like you know find God. Um, mm-hmm. And like they look through. At least that's how I sort of look at like statues and stuff like that. Like they they remind us of their physical figure. Like you know now now they are not you know earthbound to like they're in heaven, mm. but they were once on earth. Um, you know as we are, and yeah. you know if they can sort of make their way to heaven, um, why can't we? Like that's the sort of reminder that I take from it. Yeah, yeah. Like your comment about like how they looked. Um, like we as humans. Unfortunately, after have, have to like think and operate yeah. with like meat space ideas of like how people look. Yeah, yeah. And so having an idea of what someone looks like can help. Yeah, hundred um, percent. The important thing is like again, the image is just a proxy. You can discard it as you need. Don't hyperfixate on the image. Because it's the image is nothing at the end of the day. It is a road to reach God. And if you're not getting to God through the image, don't worry about the image. Like on this Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like on this like whole topic, um, you know, Sister Faustina, um, mm. like when Jesus appeared to he literally directed her to paint an image according to, you know, like the pattern that you see of you know, on the figure of Jesus. Like that is that, like that painting that Sister Christina made is the closest that we can, uh, like nowadays, have to the physical representation of Jesus. Yeah. Um, like that wasn't, you know, Jesus barring, telling us this painting. True, true, true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so um, let me rephrase that. Like those things, like those objects, are, you know, they're them, them, memories of Jesus, and you know, they, they. Point they us towards us as yeah. being, yeah, but they aren't necessarily what we worship. Yeah. Um, so to elaborate on that, like, so this image that Desh is talking about is called the divine image, mm-hmm. uh, divine mercy. The divine mercy image. Yep. Yep. And so it's uh, Jesus sort of like taking a step towards us, or like taking a step towards the forward, 
yeah, take a step yeah. forward towards us with his hand raised in blessing and a beam of red light and white light coming out of his heart. And the red and white represent the blood and water that came out of his heart at the time of his passion. And that's a sign of his mercy, the divine mm-hmm. mercy. Mm-hmm. And so this image is associated with this aspect of Jesus, his yep. mercy. Then you've got other images associated with other aspects of Jesus, like an image of the resurrection. Yep. Is, it points us towards the resurrection. The whole stations of the cross, really, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the whole stations of the cross walk us through the entirety of Christ's passion. And it's a very visual thing, the Stations of the Cross, but again, mm. like, it's a, it's a depiction, it's, you know, it, it reminds us of Jesus' sacrifice, it's not, you know, like, these yeah. aren't images that we use to worship. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I could go on a whole tangent about the whole, like, oh, Jesus was black thing, it's like, well, <laughs> it doesn't matter! <laughs> what matters is that Jesus is God. And he died for our sins, and he rose from the dead, and we get to share in his resurrection. Yeah. And through Jesus' work, we get to call ourselves sons and daughters of God. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, again, the image, at the end of the day, doesn't matter. It yeah. leads you away from God. So don't stress Yeah, yeah. It's perfectly yes. fine to use it as an aid to devotion. Do not be devoted to the image. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Alrighty. We're getting close to an hour now. <laughs> rant uh, rant again over. Yeah, the rant part two <laughs> over. Sorry. Um, I'm just good. being angry this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Right. Yeah, you're you're passionate. That's what it is. <laughs> um I think we've me, yeah. I think we've pretty much some like we're pretty much at an hour, whole, yeah. Whole, yeah. No, I'm yeah, just like, talking about the whole thing, like graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or above, um, or that is in the earth beneath. That is in the earth beneath. So that's just like anything, right? Like, yeah. don't make yeah. any image of anything ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. worship it. Like, you can make images. Yeah, exactly. Um, that this or is separate to discussions of like what is appropriate in like art and like what you yes. can and can't do. This is yeah, just exactly. like, look, you can make a picture. You can draw a picture of Jesus. It's fine. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, do be careful with it because, you know, sacrilege and what have you. But Yeah, be reverent. Yeah, be reverent. Treat it with the respect it needs. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, everything I said in the rant, go, like, rewind. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're out yeah. of time. Yeah, I think we've talked about the commandment as a whole. Um, but yeah, if you do feel that we've missed anything, definitely feel free to get in touch with us, chancebycrass at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Insta. Yep. Um, I'll let yeah. Desh respond, just in case I'm still in a ranty mood. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like, please do get in touch. And if you have any feedback, get in touch. Yeah. Let us know if there's anything we can do better. <laughs> if my mic yeah. still sounds bad because I'm still figuring it out and I won't find out until I edit, let me know. It's it's pretty good today. Pretty okay. good today. That's yeah. good. I'm I did not hear any birds, but that could be because we're filming at night time today. So. Yes, the birds are asleep. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, are we yeah. going to call it there? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll call it here. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, prayer yeah. intentions. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I guess uh, in the theme of, well, not so so much in the theme, but like I guess we can pray for those who maybe aren't too familiar with this commandment, um, or even you know some people that are like people or you know anyone that is familiar with the commandment but maybe isn't following it to its full. Not sure what the word I'm looking for is. Like they're they're not fully obeying this commandment. Like you know, anyone that is lost, essentially, like we pray for them. Mm, yep. And that they are able to you know find the path back to God. Yep. Um. Yeah. Right. for me. Uh, pray. Look, pray for an end to the conflicts in Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia. Keep praying. Um. Mm. And also pray for pray for us. Pray for me. Yeah. Pray that, definitely pray for us. You know. Um I'm spouting my mouth on the internet for people to hear and learn from, so pray that like I don't mislead anyone. Mm. Um pray for Dash too, but he's smarter than me, so No, they're definitely not true. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> pray for both of us. Pray for us, we'll be praying for you. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, if you like the episode, share it. Tell your friends. If any, if you think anyone needs to hear it, share it. Um, yeah. Feedback again. Yeah. We already said that. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. God bless. God bless, guys. See you later. <laughs>